Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, so says St. Peter, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But for some reason, we read that and assume there should probably not be an answer. Like, if we really love God, how could he let us suffer? Peter wrote that line to a church in martyrdom. He'd die a martyr himself. They crucified him upside down because he didn't want to die the same kind of death that our Lord would die. He made his defense for the hope that was in him all upside down like on the cross. Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? I don't think he's trying to make the point that we think because we kind of imagine that true Christian witness is about power, intellect, charisma. Look how he found Jesus and got his life together. We imagine Christian witness apart from lowliness, humiliation, suffering, because nobody signs up for that stuff. So we want a Christianity that makes our lives easier, but that sort of leaves us with that awkward position of trying to witness about a religion whose symbol is still the cross, the mark of suffering. And when we imagine a Christianity apart from suffering, we imagine a Christianity apart from that cross. When you flee from suffering, you flee from that cross. Peter calls suffering for righteousness sake a blessing. But as somebody who really hates paper cuts, that's discouraging. Because I don't want to hurt. That sounds awful. But the thing is, I don't want to hurt can become a religion unto itself real quick. It has one great commandment. Thou shalt not hurt. To be fair, it sounds a lot more appealing than any of God's ten. But the thing is, it offers no more hope. Because a religion that's afraid to deal with suffering is a very fragile thing. A religion that can't explain suffering apart from a vengeful deity offers promises, but never hope. If you don't believe me, just look around. All the world bows now to the goddess Corona. I'm not saying we shouldn't be terrified. I'm not saying the disease isn't real. I'm just asking. How much hope do you really find in masks made from your old t-shirts? A religion that can't deal with suffering only leaves you running from it, running away from pain, running toward a promise that if only you do the right stuff, you won't hurt. But Peter doesn't promise a religion apart from suffering. He doesn't speak of a God apart from it either, though. Christ also suffered for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. See, our God works through suffering, not apart from it. He doesn't stand on the other side of glory and dangle hope to those who have figured out the trick of circumventing it. He dives right into the flood, and he bears the sinners that are lost to it. If your hope is not in suffering, there's no hope until you get past it. But even if you somehow manage to get away from suffering for a little while, you still end up looking over your shoulder every day of your life for more of it to show up. However, if your hope is in Jesus, 
you know, the Jesus who died on the cross. Then you have a Jesus who wades right into the middle of suffering for you, so that you can even hope down here. See, you will not find God in a place with no suffering. You will find him on the cross for you. And that doesn't just change how we see suffering, it changes even how we see ourselves. See, Jesus didn't bear the cross for those who were zealous for what was good. He bore the cross for those who got what they deserve. He bore the cross for those who suffer for doing evil. He bore the cross for the sinners, for me, for you, for us. And that cross there, he paid your debts. That cross there, he became your righteous. That cross there, he died so that you who were unrighteous would be made righteous by the power of his blood that cleanses you from all sin, that names you simply this, good, forgiven, righteous, not by what you did, but by, not by what you earned, by the God who suffers for you. And on that cross works a good so powerful that it changes who you are from the inside out. Now you are not just innocent, somebody who can self-righteously insist that they don't deserve what happens to them, but that the world is just a really unfair place, and if you had your way, it would be way better. Now you're somebody who can stare at all of the suffering and say, that's awful, but that's where my God works his best stuff. He's not on the other side of the suffering as a prize for making it through. He is at the very center of it to work mercy and love as he will carry me through it each step of the way. Look to that cross and tell me your God stands back from your problems. Look to that cross and tell me that God is afraid of suffering. That cross is a source of hope now, even if hope hurts sometimes. You're allowed to hate that it hurts. I do. But don't think that hope waits on the other side of pain. Know that God dwells in the midst of it to carry you, because that is not just a cross. That is your cross. You are somebody who can look at suffering and know that your God is there. So your suffering can't destroy you, because you are baptized. For baptism now saves you. That mark of hope isn't a future promise. It is a now reality. Baptism now saves you right through the water, right through the flood, through all that is wrong and evil. You are still washed away cleansed, and all that is evil is drowned in the victory over death by him who conquered it for you. God saved Noah through the ark. God works through means. He used an ark for Noah. He used that font right there for you. And that gives you something to hold on to in the middle of all the storms and all the suffering. You are baptized into Christ. Today you are saved. Today you are a child of paradise. Today you are with God. Today you have victory. Today you are blessed. So have a good conscience, even in the midst of it. Not because you always make good choices in the face of danger or fear, but because God bore the cross to cleanse you from shame and guilt and sin and even death. Peter got crucified upside down. I don't know if he had courage or cowardice when he was hanging there, but I know he was baptized. I know that afraid or not, God had already saved him. The upside-down cross that they put him on, it turned into a joke that Christians tell each other. See, the world calls the upside-down cross satanic, but the Petrine cross is an ancient Christian symbol. The upside-down cross is something that we have given to each other since the ancient church. It's a reminder that salvation is ours no matter what they want to call us, no matter what they want to do to us. God bore the cross first, so that ours would be like his. We are baptized. So just like him, 
We don't stay dead. You will be carried safely through water. In the name of Jesus, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses